Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel According to St. Luke On a certain Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely to see if he would cure on the Sabbath, so that they might discover a reason to accuse him. But he realized their intentions and said to the man with the withered hand, Come up and stand before us. And he rose and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil? To save life rather than to destroy it? Looking around at them all, he then said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they became enraged and discussed together what they might do to Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. God does not ask for the impossible. He gives us the grace we need to be saints. Jesus entered the synagogue one Sabbath day. There was a man there with a withered hand. St. Luke gives the detail that it was his right hand. The scribes and Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath. The Pharisaical interpretation of the law allowed healing on the Sabbath only where there was danger of death. Such was not the case with this man, who had come to the synagogue with his hope placed in Jesus. Jesus was well aware of the thought processes and intrigues of those who were guided more by the letter of the law than by the spirit of the law. He says to the sick man, Come and stand here. And he rose and stood there. And Jesus, looking up, fixed his gaze on them and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. In spite of the previous experiences, the man made an effort to do as God told him, and his hand was restored. Above all, the man was cured by the divine power of Christ's words. But it is also true that he was cured through his docility in exerting himself to carry out precisely what was asked of him. It is this way with miracles of grace. When confronted with deficiencies which seem insurmountable or by apostolic goals which seem too lofty or difficult, the Lord asks us a special kind of effort. On the one hand, this attitude consists in confidence in Him, shown by having recourse to the supernatural means available. On the other, it consists in doing what we can, listening 
to what He tells us in the intimacy of our prayer or through spiritual direction. Some fathers of the church have seen in these words of the Lord, Stretch out your hand, the need to exercise the virtues. St. Ambrose comments, Stretch out your hand often by doing favors for your neighbor, by protecting from harm one who suffers under the weight of calumny. Stretch out your hand to the poor man who begs from you. Stretch out your hand to the Lord, asking pardon for your sins. This is how you stretch out your hand, and this is how you will be cured. We do this by performing small acts of the virtue we are seeking to acquire, taking small steps towards the goal we wish to reach. If we concentrate on what we are doing, God does wonders through our seemingly small efforts. If the man with the withered hand had placed his reliance on his own previous experience rather than on the word of the Lord, he might not have done the little our Lord asks of him, and perhaps would have spent the rest of his life with his disability uncured. Virtues are formed day by day. Sanctity is forged by being faithful in details, in everyday things, in actions which might seem irrelevant if not vivified by grace. We need to smooth off the rough edges a little more each day, just as if we were working in stone or wood, and get rid of the defects in our own lives with a spirit of penance with small mortifications. Jesus Christ would later make up for whatever is still lacking. It is really He who makes sanctity a reality. It is He who moves souls. However, He wishes to take into account our collaboration, which we give by obeying in that which has been pointed out to us, even though it might seem insignificant, as would be the case in stretching out one's hand. All of this leads to a cheerful ascetical struggle in which we will never tire. Our power resides in what is small. Struggle and little things in what is within our reach, in the areas indicated to us in spiritual direction. Stretch out your hand. Put yourself in the area of those little things that constitute the fabric of your day. Often, we do not achieve the goals we aim at because we are not imperially convinced of the need for the divine grace which makes our small efforts effective. Lukewarmness paralyzes the exercise of the virtues, whereas love gives it wings. Love has been the engine of the saints. Lukewarmness makes the smallest efforts seem too difficult. A letter we should write, a call we should make, a talk we should have, punctuality in carrying out our daily plan. Our grain of sand becomes a mountain. The lukewarm person thinks that even though our Lord asks him to stretch out his hand, he cannot even do that much. As a result of this belief, he does not stretch out his hand, and he is not cured. Love, on the other hand, 
draws out an abundant supernatural effectiveness from the small acts of virtue we can perform from morning to night. This love forges virtue, eliminates defects, and enkindles in us the desire for sanctity. Just as drops of water wear the rock smooth and eventually penetrate it, our repeated good deeds create habits, solid steps in virtue. They keep these virtues alive and increase them. Charity is strengthened by acts which seem scarcely important. Putting on a good face, smiling, creating an agreeable climate around us even when we are tired, not speaking of things that annoy or create difficulties for others, not growing impatient in rush hour traffic, helping a friend who is falling behind in his work, leading one's lecture notes to someone who has been sick. Deeply rooted defects are conquered by trying to relive the scene of the gospel, recalling Christ's command to stretch out your hand. One improves it the gos- the g- by with God's grace, one struggles in little things, getting up when we should and not later, having regard to care and order in our dress, in our books. We improve when we try to serve those who live with us without their noticing, when we try to think less about our health or personal worries. We should know how to make a good choice of television programs, how to make a good choice in turning the set off when we have to make a bad choice. Our Lord is always saying to us, stretch out your hand. In spite of having failed on other occasions, we can overcome our incapacity by making the small efforts which come by means of the inspirations of the Holy Spirit and through the suggestions received in spiritual direction. Along with God's grace which can rely upon, we can rely upon, holiness depends in large measure on ourselves, on our docility, and the unflagging effort. It is said of St. Thomas Aquinas that he was a man of few words. One day, his sister asked what was needed in order for her to be a saint. Without pause, he he said, to want it. We ask our Lord that we might come to Him each day wanting to be holy, being obedient in our struggle to achieve the goals set up for us in spiritual direction. Docility in what God asks of each of us. The man with the withered hand was docile to Jesus' words. He got up in the midst of everyone as the Lord had asked him. He listened to his words, telling him to stretch out his deceased hand. Spiritual direction is geared to the Holy Spirit's intimate action within the soul, unceasingly suggesting small conquests which dispose us to receive additional graces. When a Christian does all he can so that virtues develop in his soul, like removing obstacles, distancing himself from occasions of sin, fighting resolutely and decisively at the first appearance of temptations, God then generously supplies new help to strengthen incipient virtues. He grants the gifts of the Holy Spirit which perfect the habits already formed by grace. 
Our Lord wants us to have a true desire to be saints, a desire that is realized in specific deeds. In the interior life, general ideas are not enough. Have you seen how that imposing building was constructed? One brick after another, thousands, but one at a time, and bag and bags of cement one by one, and stone upon stone, each of them insignificant compared with the massive whole, and beams of steel, and men working hour after hour, day after day. Did you see how the imposing building was constructed? By dint of little things. Frequently, when people speak of sanctity, they mention its very striking aspects. The great trials, the extraordinary circumstances, perhaps even the martyrdom. As if Christian life exercised with all its consequences necessarily consisted in these things and were meant for only a few exceptional persons as if the Lord had decided to be satisfied with a second-class Christian Christian life for the majority of people. The contrary, the contrary is the truth. The Lord calls everyone to holiness. The very busy mother with children and hardly enough time to manage her household affairs, the businessman, the student, the clerk in the department store. The Holy Spirit says to all of us, This is the will of God, your sanctification. This will is efficacious since God takes into account the circumstances in our life through which we shall pass, and He gives us the grace needed for us to act in a holy manner. To grow in virtue, we must pay attention to what our Lord is saying to us, often through intermediaries, and we must put this advice into practice. What a sublime example of this docility is given to all of us by the Most Holy Virgin, Mary of Nazareth. She pronounced her fiat of total availability to God's design, and the Spirit began in her the realization of the plan of salvation. We ask our Mother Mary to help us to be ever more docile to the Holy Spirit, growing in virtue by struggling to attain the little goals of each day. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for all thy benefits. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.